and welcome to another episode of the Captain's Log. I'm Captain Zach. I'm Captain Greg. And today we have with us one of our favorite captains from up on the lakes here. Um, he's a local. We're actually in our, uh, what my daughter calls our headquarters, our classroom here in Beaver Falls. He's a local boy around here and everything. Um, call him local because he's also a police officer, detective for the police department here in Beaver Falls. And he even has his, uh, goes as far as with his charter going with it um, that way. The name of his charter um, business, the uh, Eye Detective, Captain Jeff Lansbury. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. How was, how was the fishing this year? I know it's been stellar the past few years with the walleye up on Lake Erie. Well, it's actually, it's been, uh, it, it was kind of an odd year. Uh, we had odd weather. Um, the fishing, uh, the fishing was a little odd up there. Uh, certain days it was game on. Other days it was uh, you had to uh, go on a uh, search mission for them. But um, I would say probably all in all, um, it, it wasn't a bad year total. Like I said, the weather kind of got us screwed up a little bit, um, which is always something up there where you know they forecast something and here it turns out to be not what they forecasted. So. Uh, you got to wear a lot of hats uh, when you're a charter captain up at Lake Erie. You got to uh, wear a weatherman hat and then obviously uh, a charter hat and uh, obviously a fish finder hat sometimes. <laughs> so there's many different hats you wear up there. Different hats to wear. Yeah, just out of, um, um, actually out of Astabula, Ohio. So um, that's the area in which you go out, right? Yes, yeah, that's correct. I actually. Um, I've been going up to Astabula since I'm thinking I was probably about 12 years old. Uh, uh, my dad uh, got into fishing up there in 1989, and um, pretty much uh, that's the place I know the best. And uh, it was a learning curve for us, uh, you know, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, to uh, figure out how to fish up there. That's a different type of fishing um it, it's funny you know there's three different basins in lake erie you have the western basin the central basin and the uh, eastern basin and um i fish out of the uh, central basin where astabula is at and it's funny um you know uh it's just complete different fishing between you know different harbors i mean uh uh you know, you talk to somebody at the Western Basin, it's either, um, you know, worms with eerie deeries or uh, some trolling. Um, but uh, those guys, uh, we use, you know, wireline later on in the year where those guys over there, it's pretty much uh, running jet divers with uh, spoons or uh, trolling bandits. So, I mean, it's completely different. You move to the Eastern Basin out of Erie, PA. Them guys use uh, lead core line up there. So, I mean, it's funny. You just, you know, different spots of Lake Erie, and we're all going after the same fish, and it's just different ways to ways get them. Yeah. So, for the listeners that may not know or are not familiar with the area, uh, what, what do you fish for up there? Uh, I'm fishing for walleye uh, mainly. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, basically, my charters are geared toward um, walleye fishing, but perch fishing also. But unfortunately, the perch fishing has been very poor 
um, for the last few years. Um, that uh, several contributions I've read caused that um, poor hatches. Um, I don't know if the commercial netting has an impact in it. I would seem to think that it does. And plus, I, I'm under the opinion that uh, we've had several good walleye hatches the last couple of years up there, and I truly think that these walleye are just such voracious eaters that they're eating a lot of this the uh, juvenile perch up there too, and that's kind of why um, the perch uh, hatches have uh, and the perch uh, population has been uh, kind of decimated up yeah. there. So I'm kind of hoping. You know, we get some good hatches here, and I can start to book some uh, perch fishing trips again. But um, like I said, I didn't book any this year, um, and I'm probably I got my captain's license in 2014. Um, probably 2015 was probably the last perch charters that yeah, I ran perch. on my wow. on my boat. Wow! Wow! That's... Yeah, there for a while, perch was everything, and walleye was the hard one to end up getting size-wise as far as legal size. Right now, man, walleye's just off the off the charts, it seems. Yes, and it's. I know that I can tell you from experience with this year, too, um, had a lot of uh, juveniles. Uh, the legal walleye catch uh, is uh, 15 inches, and... Um, there were a lot of ones that we threw back that were, you know, maybe 14 and stuff, but there was obviously a lot smaller than that, too. You had, you know, seven, eight-inch ones we were throwing back. So, I mean, I foresee, unless something really drastic happens, that, that the walleye fishing um, on Lake continue. Erie is going to continue to be great for years to come. That's good, because it, it was really hard to end up getting legal walleye for a while there even you were lucky if you got them right uh, well there were some days uh, i'm trying to think probably about two years ago where you would pick through probably you know 60 70 fish or whatever to catch you know 24 legal keepers so i mean that was a lot of running lines you know getting small fish off you know sometimes if you don't see that your lines hit, those little ones will get on there and just hang on there. Well, obviously, you can't catch another fish with a fish hanging on there. Right. So, right. So, okay, yeah. So those are the big ones, and I know you said steelhead also. Yes, yeah, uh, steelhead are. Um, if people don't know, it's it's a cross between um, a salmon and a lake trout. It's like a hybrid. Um, I, I know that. Um, uh, I have uh, some friends that have caught um, uh, some cohos up there, and uh, lake trout is very elusive up there, but um, I know that uh, one of my uh, uh, charter friends uh, did put a uh, lake trout on their boat out of Acebula this year, so a uh, little... Uh, uh, variety, I guess you could say that that uh, it's a good fishery where we fish at up there. That's good. That's good. So, so uh, what what's the biggest uh, walleye you ever caught? I would say walleye. Typically, you know, once you get up over the thirty inch range, that that they're very few and far between. Um, I know this year. Um, Probably the biggest fish on my boat, uh, a guy caught a, uh, 
was probably, I would say, at least 32 inches. Uh, Weight-wise, I'm not exactly sure. I would say that it was probably at least seven and a half pounds or so. But um, most of, I would say, probably typically average uh, size fish that that we were catching up there were, you know, probably between you know 22 to 20. Six inches or so for uh, size-wise for the fish that we've been catching up there. Okay, all right. So makes a good fillet. Yes, <laughs> I, I would. Size fillet. <laughs> I would rather eat the uh, smaller ones all day long compared to those thirty inches. Yes, a lot yeah. more. Uh, the taste is a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So how often do you head up there? I mean, I know you you have a full-time job here, and so how often do you? Well, it all depends. I I do get um, about. Six Six weeks of vacation at work and I mean obviously um, trying to uh, make hay while the sun shines so they say because we've only got a uh, the season um, out of Asabula uh, it starts to get good probably about you know the second week of June and then continues uh, through now like today uh, today is what the uh, 20 22nd 20 yeah 22nd 23rd 23rd. 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 Okay. 23rd it, it starts. September. Yeah, it starts to, um, you know, really kind of starts to peter out about this time up there. Um, but like I said, I'm pretty much any opportunity I can get up there, I, I use all my vacation uh, during that time. Um, even if I have to work, um, uh, usually if I have to work, I got to work two weekends and then I have two weekends up there. So um, I would say probably, you know, I typically average, and most of my business is on the weekends. So, um, but I do do some stuff during the week. Sometimes on the weekends, I uh, run two trips a day, which you're pretty tired at the end of it. But um, I, I probably average probably close to 20 uh, charters uh, a year up there, which is pretty decent for me considering you know having a full-time a job full-time and stuff job with it yeah can't wait to retire right yeah that, that uh july uh july 29th can't come quick enough so I'm, i still i'm gonna have to uh get something else but i'm hoping that uh i'll have you know at least the weekends off every weekend yeah. off to uh be able to uh, run charters yeah. so let's uh let's talk about your your charter business now um the name of it, the how, how you run it, and everything. Just check in. You got your captain's license in 2014. Yes. So just talk about your your charter. Um, well, like I said, I uh, uh, got my uh, captain's license down here um, in the winter of uh, 2014. Um, I took the uh, week long class, uh, which I mean, to me, I felt was a benefit because um, you know the first couple days uh, coming here. Uh, Captain Greg threw uh, a lot of information at me, so I was. Uh, it, it was nice to um, have it be fresh every day. Um, so after I got my uh, captain's license, um, obviously there was a lot of things to do to set my business up. I, you know, legally wise, you know, with an LLC um and getting all that stuff registered you know through the government uh getting an accountant to set you know everything up um so unfortunately there's a lot more to uh being a charter captain and having a 
uh, charter business than just getting your license and grabbing a boat and going. going so boat and, uh, boat and rod and reels and go. Yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunately, yeah. that uh, there's a lot more to it. But um, uh, yeah, like I said, that uh, uh, you know, getting your LLC started. You know, obviously getting. Uh, you know, some sort of accounting software to keep track of the money coming in, coming out. Um, obviously, fishing equipment and stuff like that. Um, but uh, the name of my boat um, at the time, um, I was a detective down here. I know Greg said that I am now. I'm not, but oh, okay. <laughs> I was was at the point at one point and was when I uh, named the boat. Um, but. Uh, I got a little off track. What was the the question again with the with the business end of it? Just talk about the business. The boat name. What kind of boat is it? Um, my boat is a uh, um, it's a uh, twenty seven foot ball haw. It's the uh, two seventy seven Great Lakes edition. It's a um, uh, it's a a little bit of a difficult boat to run if you uh, aren't familiar with uh, single screw inboards. It's a straight inboard boat, so obviously uh, people that know that uh, with an inboard that uh, it, uh, especially like out on the lake, it runs like any other boat, but uh, low speed maneuvering and docking can be a little bit of a challenge with a uh, straight inboard boat. Yes. Um, but uh, it's a good fishing boat. Uh, it's a hard top. Um, you can get out of the weather. I I've been out on some rough water in it, and uh, it you know does take uh, rough water. Well, I don't like to be out on rough water, but unfortunately, sometimes we have no other choice. It happens whenever you once you get out there, especially yes. especially on Lake Erie. Yes, but um, yeah, it's uh, the fishing equipment I use. Um, you know. Some of you Great Lakes guys might know it's uh, got uh, electric planer, uh, planer board mast on it. I run planer boards. Uh, I've got uh, downriggers on it, and um, it's rigged up by, uh, with 14 pole holders on it. So, and then I got a couple roof racks for some extra rod storage and stuff like that. But uh, the boat fishes, fishes very well. Yes. Well. So, what made you want to run a charter business? Uh, obviously, you got your captain's license and everything. So, is that something you always wanted to do, or? Well, I tell you what. Um, when uh, my dad passed away in uh, 2011, and um, he uh, he had a little deeper pockets than I did because obviously, um, having a boat, I have a camper um, at uh, up at the lake that I stay in up there. Um, that it's a little bit expensive to uh, have that stuff. And the biggest problem that I was having was obviously you can't take the boat out and go fishing by yourself. You always had to have somebody else to go with you. And um, it was kind of like a twofold issue with me. Uh, obviously, um, trying to get money to, you know, to pay to have my boat up there because I enjoyed going up there. Um, and I was spending a lot of my own money um, trying to maintain that and it just got to the point where I needed to do something so um, offset the expenses yes and how I looked at it was that you know if I can have people pay me to uh, take them out fishing and you know um, if I would be able to put Ten dollars in my pocket after all the bills were paid for and everything like that. In my opinion, I made it. money. Yeah, 
and so basically that's why I went and got my captain's license uh, an older captain that has went through uh, uh, with Captain Greg and your father-in-law years ago um, Jim Mosley uh, he's the one that talked me into it I mean because I was nervous I didn't know what to expect and um, he was a real character, and I mean, he told me, he said, Jeff, he said, you know, you need to get your captain's license. You've, you know, grown up on the lake up here that you should be able to do it. And, you know, luckily, I'm fortunate that, you know, nautical academics being right in my backyard down here. And uh, I finally, you know, I'd been talking to Greg for a couple years prior to coming down here. And yep, yep, we talked a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just to, you know, I just wanted to know what to expect, and you know, like I said, took the plunge in 2014 and got my captain's license, and here I am today. Yeah. So it was basically to support your own habit then. Pretty Where much. Was, if you could make enough to support your habit of having a boat and fishing and everything, that's all you wanted to do. Bird yeah. And kind of type of thing, which good. You know, that's a, that's a good thing that way. And and I enjoy. Um, I enjoy taking people out on the lake, especially new people. And I mean, it's it's funny that I can I can't tell you how many times that you know we get out there and and I mean, it, it's their first time out on the lake and they're looking and seeing all the stuff that I have on the boat and and they're like, what's that for? What's that for? What's that for? And you know, I always tell them, I said, listen, I'm like. There's not that much to this. I said, it looks all crazy, but once you see it in action, it's all repetition. And that's what I said. I'm like, you will be an expert at this at the end of the day. And like, it's funny, like, you know, I get them involved, like here, you know, pull this planer board line in so I can hook the line up. And next thing you know, they got the the uh, clip and a rubber band in their hand for me to tie it on because, you know, it's all repetition. And like right. I said, they're an expert at the end of the day because, it's pretty much all repetition. It's it's setting lines, bringing fish in, setting lines back out. That's it. See, that's good because sometimes when you go on charters, a lot of the captains have the tendency don't touch anything. You know what I mean? So that's that's cool. They get to interact and and actually help you out. I mean, it's well, there's certain things I don't let customers do yeah. because <laughs> unfortunately, that it creates a big mess. And I've obviously created big messes out there, so. At least if that happens, that's on me. Yeah. So uh, there are certain things that, you know, but uh, obviously if you teach, you know, the people that, that are out there with you that, you know, how to do it and do it the right way, I mean, mistakes happen and, and you're going to have that. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, it, it's not that hard to figure out. Yeah. yeah. So um, the charter business obviously has been a success for you. Um, with, I guess, the last... Two years or so. How's it been through the whole pandemic, and I mean, how, how's it? Has that affected you? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if that if COVID was a good thing or a bad thing. It was a good thing for me. Um, last summer, um, I had a lot of new customers on my boat. Um, I think basically what it was was that you know people couldn't go anywhere and they were looking for something to do close to home and i figured you know what you know new customers or whatever and and probably the best way of advertising for my business i mean i have a website i'm on facebook all that stuff word of mouth i mean 
are you going to um, you know trust a website or are you going to listen to your good buddy that said hey I went with this guy so and so and I had a great time right and that's pretty much you know um, my customer base is a lot of it is you know word of mouth and you know which obviously and then you know I'll get a, a, a fresh face on my boat and the next thing you know like they're coming back with me you know return customer for, throughout the years and I mean like I guess that I must be doing something good that that uh, you know these people keep coming keep back coming back I the the I had a guy on my boat this year, and um, it made me feel really good. Um, he, uh, uh, these guys uh, um, work at a uh, small engine repair um, shop up in uh, Geneva on the lake, and um, they uh, fixed my golf cart for me up there. And the owner of it said, "Hey, I see you got a charter boat." He's like, uh, "I'd like to go out fishing with you." So he took him and his guys, you know, from. Uh, from the shop fishing, and uh, there was a uh, bigger gentleman, uh, Will, that was on the boat, and uh, um, at the end of the day, um, he got off the boat, he told me, he said, Jeff, he said, he said, I pretty much had my mind made up that I wasn't going on any more charters anymore. He said, you changed my opinion of that. He said, I really enjoyed fishing with you, and I'll definitely be back, and they've come back a couple more times since the first trip That's on great. there. So um, I guess, like I said, that, you know, if I could turn his opinion, I mean, you know, people have bad experiences. Maybe the captain, you know, wasn't that, you know, great of a captain or whatever, dealing with people or whatever, but, like, that kind of makes you feel good or whatever when, you know, somebody comes up to you and generally tells you that, you know, they had bad experiences before, but, you know, this was a good one, a and good one, right. it changed their opinion. Yeah, yes. that's always always a good thing to hear. Yeah, so you're, obviously you're, you're into fishing, you're a big fisherman. Do you have any stories, memorable stories that you can tell any from any charter, any personal experience? Anything you'd anything like that, to, anything anything. You'd like to share? I mean, this is this is a podcast for for stories and and for people I, to hear. Different. I like to end up not calling them stories, but experiences. Yeah, experiences. Yeah. You know. Well, I, <laughs> you can get those fish stories. We don't want to fish. We want <laughs> yeah the experience. Or someone that was there. <laughs> well, I I was thinking about this too, or whatever. And this obviously goes to. I'm sure that you know people have run into issues like I'm trolling for fish up there, and you know, unfortunately, up there you get a lot of people that don't understand the rules of the road, and that um, you know it, it almost should be prerequisite that you know that you should at least have an idea of the rules of the road when you're. Um, running a boat because obviously you know there's no traffic lanes out there whatever so um, I, I can tell a story which oh I was very hot when this happened that we were out there the one day the lake was flat and I'm trolling I got 12 rods running out of the boat and you know running a charter trip and I'm watching this boat on my port side I got my planter boards out like they're probably out you know probably 25 feet 30 feet from the boat um they're out there and i'm watching a boat 
on my port side, you know, creeping on me and creeping on me, and 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 I'm watching that there's two guys on it, and obviously they had no autopilot because you'd see one guy go up there and drive, and then he'd go to the back of the boat, and there'd be nobody up in the in the captain's wheel, and the boat would be going all over the place, and kept getting close to me, so I was the stand-on boat, and I. Uh, Moved over 20 degrees because they kept creeping up on me, you know, and gave them that. And uh, kept creeping on me and kept creeping on me. So blew my horn five times and pointed to my planer board. And they kind of just looked at me like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Well, they kept creeping in closer. And I, in yelling range, I said, hey, I said, I gave you 20 degrees, I'm the stand-on boat here, I'm not moving off of this course heading that I have here. And they continued to look at me, well, the next thing you know, they ran over my planer board out there, oh. and then I was really hot. And it was funny, you know, we kind of got back and forth in a shouting match, and I probably said some words that, you know, my mother <laughs> wouldn't be too happy about, but... Um, would be bleep bleep bleeped out, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and they were looking at me like that was my fault that that happened. Yeah. So uh, it's one thing, like I said, that I could say is always have my head's on a swivel out there because you never know. The one thing that's nice if you know, I'm I have a lot of friends up there that got personal boats. I got a lot of charter captain friends and and. We try to communicate a lot on the radio. I mean, some of the channels that we're on are sideband channels that not everybody has, and we can communicate and tell each other what our intentions are when we see that we're going to have a problem. Right. But, um, you know, the other boats that you don't know or the weekend warriors, as we call it, up there that are up there to, you know, to fish and, and don't know what the heck they're doing, um, that can create issues. And, and like I said, that, you know, my head is on a swivel up there you know i'm trying to concentrate on you know rods and reels running out and you know if i got a, a tangled mess i got to work through i'm working with that and then picking my head up and looking to see where the other boats are at because my boat's on autopilot so and obviously it can't out steer you know other boats right. that i have to do that right. so it's like i said the best thing i could say is definitely when you're out there and you're fishing have your head on a swivel and and don't expect other boats to do what you expect them to do. Yeah. Never yeah. expect that. Yeah. yeah. Expect the opposite usually. Yes. Yes. How many uh, guests can you have on your boat at once? How, how many people is your boat on? My, um, my, uh, I have a six-pack license, which allows me to take six paying passengers. Um, I've done it before on my boat. Um, sometimes I run a first mate. Sometimes I don't. Uh, my boat's a little packed with even with six people and me. Um, I mostly like to keep it five people and under, but sometimes somebody will call me and say, hey, I got six people. I know you don't like to take six people, but that's all we can do. And, you know, I just let them know, hey, um, it's going to be crowded, but, you know, we make it work. But, uh, yeah, that, like I said, most of the, I would say probably about 90% of the captains, at least out of Vastabula, I would say for the most part are, are, are six-pack captains. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, it seems that 
Yep, that's the big thing there. You don't have the big boats uh, going out and everything. Yeah, Astabula has no head boats. I, I know that the uh, closest head boat is um, out of Conneaut, Ohio, is right. the closest head boat. And there's some head boats, uh, I think, out in uh, Port Clinton and stuff. I believe there are some. But, yeah, that um, um, the closest to me that has a head boat is... Uh, is uh, Connie on? Yeah, and for those that aren't aware, headboats. That means you got more. You can take as many people on that boat as it can end up holding, and they're usually pretty big, and um, you know can end up as far as having 20, 25 people usually. I think that's usually times. typically what the average is is around that. Yeah, and uh, very close fishing that. Yes. And. Seems like most of those though do more of the perch than uh, the walleye then, because you can't. Kind of hard to troll with that type of thing. Well, they, I know that they, um, because obviously you know Conneaut's experiencing the same issue that we are with with uh, bad perch. Bad uh, perch, right? That basically, from what I've seen, what they've been doing is has have been. I don't know if they're anchored up, but uh, drifting for uh, walleye close in is yeah. is pretty much what what they. You know, resorted to doing to try to, re, you know, recoup money. Recoup from yeah, from the perch being so bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Before we close this up, um, how do talk about how do people reach you? How can they book a charter? Um, you said you have Facebook. You have a website. Just yes. Um, my uh, uh, website is um, idetectivecharters.com. Uh, you can find me on there. Uh, Telephone number uh, is uh, 724-624-0662. And also, I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, iDetective Charters. All right. So, love that social media. Yes. It's, what, what did we do without it? Uh, you know? it's, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> You're but, right. It is a double-edged sword. But. But it's always funny, too, with the Facebook thing. Uh, obviously, the website you know, gets updated once a year, but the Facebook thing... You know, my phone's pretty much dead, and then the boat goes in the water, and, and they start seeing fresh fish picks up there, and, man, my phone blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, even though this one, you had you had a picture on one time as far as a, a, a young angler that caught their first one, I believe. Yeah. And it was a pretty nice size. Yeah. Pretty nice size fish, too, I noticed on there. So. Yep. Yeah. So you do cater you also to young young anglers. That's another thing. A lot of times you end up having, um, you know, where maybe they're they're only taking adults and that. Or you do, yeah, I family um, type thing then too. Yes, um, obviously, you know, I kind of like to know a little bit about, you know, the younger ones that are coming out on the boat just you know, seaworthiness and, you know, would they, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, I'm trying to watch the weather to see a good day to take them out. I, I had to cancel. I, I think I had uh, some young people that were going to come out with me. I got them out one time, but it was bad, and we came right back in, and I probably had to cancel them about five times this year. I never did get to yeah. fish them because I knew that I needed a good day yeah. and it just seemed every day that I went to plug them in there it just wasn't a good day yeah and the big thing there is safety right safety and you don't I know with you know younger kids even I did that with myself with my kids out there 
you don't want to make these kids afraid of the lake. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all you need is have them have one bad experience where they're, you know, throwing up and, and um, they'll just never forget that. I mean, I remember when I was younger and one of my first experiences out on the lake and got sicker than a dog out there and, <laughs> and projectile vomited in, in the cabin. I, I, I don't forget that. Yes. You know? Yes. So. I guess I have one more question. Uh, so um, we hear from a lot of our captains in in, in the coastal area uh, about tournaments. Do you, have you done any tournaments? What, um, like anything like that? Um, not in quite some time. Um, the uh, usually when they have uh, tournaments up there that I've already got charter scheduled, and basically, you know, I'm more concerned with, you know. Um, getting my charter trips in. Um, I can tell you back in the early 90s, um, uh, obviously when I was a kid, uh, we fished. They had a pretty good-sized tournament out of Astabula. They haven't had it there in years. I, I think the grand prize back then in the early 90s was like 10000 um, But, yeah, I have not fished um, any uh, tournaments at all since getting my captain's license. Well, Jeff, it's been a pleasure to end up having this uh, um, episode with you, and um, hope everything goes well. Look, um, next year, I know you're uh, talking about pulling the boat out next uh, next couple weeks here and everything, get ready for the winter, um, and uh, hopefully have a very successful next year then also. Hoping for it. Like I said, that uh, yeah, boat's probably coming out in the next couple weeks, and Get, do some stuff to it over the winter. Hopefully I get it in the garage that I had it at last year and uh, right across the street from my house and do some work on her and get ready to do it all over again and, uh, next have, year, have hopefully. Have fun again next year. So. Yep. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. And um, that was our, this is our episode for with Jeff, uh, Captain Jeff Lansbury. And uh, see you next time.